It's traditional for my family in the summer to gather for a big family reunion at the Lake of the Ozarks. Now, in order for this to happen, there is a lot of preparation and planning that goes into it. My family is very particular about knowing exactly who is going to bring what and when and planning out the entire menu ahead of time. This, is, this has led to an event that takes place normally uh, a month or so before the family reunion, which all the key players gathered for what has come to be called ketchup and mustard day. Because they go down the list and say, who is going to bring the ketchup this year? And who will bring the mustard? And, you know, probably right down to who's gonna bring what pickle. Uh, it is very well prepared for, by the time we actually get to the lake, everything's been pre-planned. I thought of that in, in light of this solemnity of the Assumption of our Blessed Virgin Mary, this idea of preparation and how God himself perfectly prepared ahead of time for the arrival of God into the world. That's really what we celebrate in Mary, that when God specifically the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, decided to enter his own creation. He had prepared for this moment from all eternity. God knew precisely when the fall of Adam and Eve would occur. And he knew from that moment, as we hear in the book of Genesis, that God promised that one day he would send someone to crush the head of the serpent. He foretold the coming of the Messiah, knew of its day from the very first moment of the first sin. God had already prepared the remedy. He knew that he would come in person. The second person of the Trinity would take on flesh and enter his own creation. This event was so prepared for that it actually required God to prepare a special woman to be the instrument of his entering the world. God could have chosen to enter this world in any number of ways. I mean, we know that when Jesus returns the second time in glory, he will burst onto the scene with great power and majesty and no one will be able to deny his coming. It will be obvious to everyone. He could have come that way the first time. And many of the Jews, in fact, expected exactly that. Some powerful ruler who would come and overthrow the Romans. That's, that's how people expected the Messiah to enter the scene. But God, when he came the first time, chose rather to come as a little baby, unseen, as a little embryo, beginning as a, a single cell in the womb of the most special woman ever created. And for that preparation, God had to prepare Mary. And indeed, he prepared her from the first moment of her existence in the womb of her mother, Anne. As I was yesterday getting a chance to, to celebrate the, the Latin Mass, in the traditional calendar that goes along with that, that Mass, I did a, a day of retreat at uh, St. Joe in Shawnee on uh, Vatican II and the Latin Mass and the changes. Yesterday, in the traditional calendar, is the Vigil of the Assumption. 
it's an entire day in that calendar because the, the solemnity of the assumption is so important that it, it needs its own liturgical day to prepare for it. And I was struck by the, the offertory antiphon. It's an ancient medieval text which has some of the most puzzling and wonderful theology regarding Mary. It speaks in very simple phrases, but it says of, of Mary, omnium partasti creatorum. You bore, as in childbearing, you bore the creator of everything. How can that be? The, the creator of everything is the source of everything. So often we think of motherhood, especially, as like being the, the source of the humanity of someone. Someone's mother is sometimes their origin. Parents are the origin of their children, or so we like to think. But not in the case of Mary. Mary is the most unique mother that ever was because she bore omnium creatorum, the, the creator of everything. Mary gave birth to the creator. This is why it causes a stumbling block for some of our Protestant brothers and sisters to say, how can Mary be the mother of God because God made everything? Mary can't be his mother, and yet she is. Because the God who existed before all time, who created time itself, chose to enter time through the womb and childbearing of a woman. The next little phrase of this antiphon is very simple, but so powerful. Genoisti qui te fecit. You gave birth to the one who made you. Think about that for a second. As, as the young people would say today, mind blown. <laughs> you gave birth to the one who made you. How is that possible? Because the all-powerful God who, who made everything, made the Blessed Virgin Mary, and specifically, if you, if you got to make your own mother, <laughs> there's only one person who got to do that, that's Jesus. He literally got to prepare for his coming by choosing how he would come, by deciding to come through a woman, and then he perfectly prepared that woman for his entrance and arrival. So yes, God made Mary, just the way God made everything in this world, the way God made you and I, God made Mary. She's a mere creature. She is created by the creator and yet has this unique dignity unlike any other human being, that she actually gave birth to the one who made her. It's astounding. It shows the great providence of God that he would want everything to be perfectly prepared, way more than ketchup and mustard day for the lake. God prepared for this moment from all eternity. And so the, the final bit of that little offertory antiphon is that Mary in eternum permanent virgo. She is remaining a virgin forever. When Jesus chose to prepare his mother perfectly, he preserved her entire, intact. As we celebrate in the Immaculate Conception, he preserved her from all stain of original sin from the first moment of her existence in the womb of her mother, Anne. We call that the Immaculate Conception. Mary was conceived 
without any stain of original sin. Because after all, if you could prepare your own mother, wouldn't you make her perfect? And that's exactly what Jesus did with his mother, Mary. He made her perfect. He would not allow any stain of original sin to touch her from the first moment of her conception. When he chose to enter this world, he did so in a way that is unlike any other conception because he allowed himself to be conceived in the womb of Mary without any intervention of a man. The virginal conception of Jesus in the womb of Mary. And she remains a virgin forever, even after giving birth. These are singular things that we could only say of Mary, and we call them to mind today on this solemnity, the assumption to honor her, certainly, and remember that ultimately everything we see in Mary rather reflects back to how incredible God is. That this event of his coming is so important that he went through all these extravagant ways to prepare for it. And so finally today, we, we see the fulfillment of all this in Mary's assumption, because she who was perfectly prepared to be the vessel by which God would enter the world, not only did Jesus prepare for that moment, not only did he sustain her, remaining a virgin forever into eternity, but how fitting then that Jesus, who preserved her from stain from the beginning, would preserve Mary even from the corruption of the tomb. There is debate amongst the East and the West and the theology of the church as to whether or not Mary died. Many say, well, she had no need to die because she was preserved from original sin. She was not under the sentence of death of original sin. And that's, that's certainly true. But that also applies to Jesus and he died. So how much more would Mary then out of conformity with the life of her son, would she also die? Whether or not she died, as in the, the Western tradition, or merely fell asleep, the so-called dormition, falling asleep in the Eastern tradition. When Pius XII proclaimed this dogma in 1950 of the Assumption of Mary, he said simply that with her earthly life having been completed, important phrase, with her earthly life having been completed, however that happened, she was taken body and soul into heaven without any corruption of her flesh in the tomb. Mary, therefore, stands as a sign for all of us what we are all meant to one day enjoy, that we have also been prepared. We are certainly going to probably undergo corruption. We will experience death. But we too, are meant to be body and soul into heaven because God has prepared us through our baptism. He has prepared a place for us eternally in heaven to be with the Blessed Virgin Mary and Jesus Christ face to face forever in heaven. We too are being prepared for this beautiful gift. But as with Mary, with all of us, all of this redounds to God's glory. That's why in our gospel today, Mary can say, my soul, magnifies the Lord. As much as we look at Mary today and say all the incredible things God did for her, giving birth to the one who made her, being preserved a virgin forever, being preserved from all stain of original sin and even the corruption of the tomb, that is astounding, mind-blown. 
But all of that should cause us to do as Mary did and say, all that is just magnifying. It's, it's reflecting back to you the glory of God. Look how amazing God is that even when we sinned in the first Eve in the Garden of Eden, when Eve took the apple and sinned and took upon herself the divine prerogative of right and wrong and got cast out of the garden, even at that moment, God said, you, Satan, you are cursed of all the animals because I will bring one who will crush your head. God had the remedy in mind from the beginning and he prepared Mary, the woman, to bring forth the son as God enters his own creation. So today, let us, let us honor our Blessed Virgin Mary. Let us see in her that the great high calling to which each of us are called to participate, to be with God in heaven as she is, but then as we look at everything God has done, this beautiful gift of our blessed mother Mary, everything that she is magnifies God and says how great God is. Today, through the intercession of the blessed Virgin Mary, I pray that the same could be said of each of us, that we would know how specially prepared by God we are for our mission, and that we would faithfully live it out in such a way that people would say, wow, look at him, look at her, how awesome God is as our lives magnify the Lord.